everyone. Welcome back to the Film Fund podcast. I'm your host, founder and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. I started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. At the time of this recording, our summer 2022 narrative and documentary funding contests are open. So head to thefilmfund.co to enter your one sentence pitch for a chance to receive up to $10,000 to make your film. And we want to remind listeners that contests do happen regularly. So if you are listening at a later date and this contest is closed, just check out the website at thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information on our contests. Today, we have Claire Downs on our show, a previous winner of the Film Fund. Hi. I want to thank her for coming on the show. Um, we're going to be talking about her current project she's working on. Um, and while she is working on a different project than the one she submitted to the Film Fund, um, that project may or may not happen in the future, but we're just going to talk about what she has going on uh, currently and her awesome filmmaking career and experience. Um, and Claire, I want to thank so much for coming. Could you give yourself uh, a little bit of a better introduction than I just did? Yeah. Hi, I'm Claire Downs. Uh, I'm a director and writer. I live in LA, uh, primarily direct with my husband, Brendan Gallagher. Uh, yeah, I just wrapped uh, shooting on my second short film with Brendan. Uh, and yeah, this I made about four or five short films in my career as both a writer and director, and then countless comedy sketch videos, which for UCB, which I was involved with uh, for a while, which is not, you know, a la mode anymore, like sketch comedy videos, but I did make them. I did direct them. Did mm, them. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so you, yeah. do you primarily work in comedy as like a genre? Yes. Co comedy is, is like my main genre. Um, yeah. What do you think draws you to comedy? Um, I started doing comedy when I was a kid in Chicago. I started taking improv at Second City. Um, that's where I met all my best friends. Um, and a lot of us wound up at NYU. Okay. Uh, at NYU, I studied acting. And then when I graduated college, I uh, began getting involved again with like the improv and sketch world because um, that's something I wanted to be involved with in college but never really had the time. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, through that, I got, it was, became a writer on a sketch team at UCB, like a house. Cool. And UCB is Upright Citizen Brigade, uh, I believe, right? For those yes. who don't know who are listening, which is a super legit, yes. awesome uh, improv studio. What, what do you, what do you call it exactly? Organization? Yeah, it's a comedy theater. theater. There we go. <laughs> it's a comedy theater. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I know, so we had another previous winner, um, Don Finelli, who is a big part of UCB and a lot of those yes. guys on Sunday dinner were involved in UCB as well. Um, I think yes. Darren Miller had a, yes. a relation there. So it's always, it's cool to see that community. Mike. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Michael Antonucci, who I think might be the funniest person <laughs> alive. Um, yes. He's one of the actors. Uh, in the film. He and I, yes, we were on a sketch team together where I was a writer and he was an actor and I got to write for him for like seven years. Oh, wow. Years. So you know him super well. Um, and then super well. And then um, Don Finelli, I know very well. Um, you know, I was also a bartender at UCB to help, you know, like pay my life <laughs> sure. in New York. And I was always able to catch Don improvising. And then Don's wife, Laura Wilcox, and I were on a sketch team also for uh, for five years. And she's a very, very talented actress and, and writer as well. And I, I really enjoyed writing. Oh, that's awesome. Her. Small world. Um, yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> never know. You know, it's the industry is a lot smaller than you think sometimes, I guess, especially when you are in a certain niche like improv or comedy um, and cross paths with people. Yeah. Yeah. What um, could you tell us about the projects you have going on, the ones you're working on? Yeah. So Dollar Generals, which is a action comedy heist movie um, wrapped in April of 2021. Um, we started our festival circuit last year. We premiered at the Chicago Irish Film Festival or this past year in March 2022. Um, and we have been going to like a lot of smaller festivals around the country. This week, we're going to be at the Wyoming International Film Festival, uh, which looks really fun. Unfortunately, uh, can't make it because I've got parents in town, mm -hmm. but uh, 
their trophies are pretty yeah. sick looking. If you're listening, I would love a trophy. <laughs> What's so special about the trophies? <laughs> they're other like, than being a trophy, which is awesome. It's like a bronze. It's like a bronze oh buffalo my God. That's so cool. sitting on a piece of marble, and I just, I mean, if they're listening, like I, I could see where I could go yeah, in this house. That's it so really, cool would look great with so the decor. what uh yeah is the wyoming what's the full name of the festival wyoming, wyoming International International. what made festival how did you find them what made you uh submit to them they re- so a lot of these more like rural and i don't want to say rural because cheyenne mm. is a city but more like uh, local festivals reached out to brendan and i we put our trailer up on film freeway which i recommend everyone okay. doing you can pay to put your trailer up and i know that's like mm-hmm. annoying but put it up. And then we got like 200 oh waiver codes through that. Some of them were free, like a hundred percent free. And some of them were like discounts, okay. like 50% up. So like anybody that sent me a waiver code, I did the research to see if I thought the festival was worth mm-hmm. submitting, if it would be worth our time, if we got in to try to go. And, you know, I would say like probably half of the festivals we submitted to were from wow. these waiver codes. And a lot of them were from, festivals that's you know sort of specialized in okay. westerns uh because dollar generals is set in it's it's like a neo-western mm. it's kind of like a racing okay, cool. set in the desert so uh tonkawa film festival in oklahoma festival we ended up going to it's a small town in oklahoma they reached out to us and they were like can you submit mm. we got in um durango colorado film festival like all these more rural festivals that really speak to Mm-hmm. The film, oh, the film also takes place at a dollar okay. store. So dollar stores are really prevalent among the West mm-hmm. and the Mountain West. And, and we felt, felt like it spoke to mm-hmm. the region. Um, That's super cool. Yeah, yeah, it's always great to find a niche uh, like for your film with festivals. Like I did um, the first film I had in yeah. festivals was called Son of Blackbeard. And this um, like like Blackbeard the Pirate and this like pirate festival yeah. reached out to us and they wanted our lead actor to come down there and like dress up as Blackbeard and do it. We didn't end up doing it for whatever reason. I think COVID um, shut it down, but that happened. And then we were in Cape May Film Festival, which is in New Jersey, which is no longer in existence, but it's like very, you know, beach themed. We we're in Genre Blast Film Festival, which was, you know, genre film. So um, I think two great tips from this conversation is one, I hadn't, I didn't even know you could upload your your trailer to uh, Film Freeway. So I'm definitely going to yes. do that. I would definitely recommend that. It sounds like you got an awesome response from that with yes. waiver codes. Um, and then also, yes. like, find out what niche your project fits into. Um, like, it sounds like Dollar General's really appealed to these kind of Midwestern, Western kind of festivals, uh, rural, as you say, because of the topic. And Son of Blackbeard appealed to, you know, genre of films and, like, pirate festivals <laughs> so uh yeah like really it's not a, i'm not saying like you should set out to make a certain like oh we, we need to do this to try to get into these festivals but i think you can identify a certain home for your film like it's out there somewhere um i love that that teaser trailer yeah. idea or whatever you want to call it too that's definitely something i'm going to look into personally yeah you know our trailer i i think is really a great way also to share the film before you're gonna fully Mm -hmm. premiere it we're premiering our film online in december of this year we just haven't figured out how exactly we want to go about that but having that trailer out is such a good way to get people excited Mm -hmm. about it um, on your social media and also to be like hey i'm out here making things so that maybe other opportunities Mm -hmm. can come up in the meantime, I mean, us having that trailer out, you know, kind of made us more credible with mm-hmm. other opportunities we were seeking. And uh, I think we just wrote a blog um, post but, about yeah. uh, short film trailers. I'm not as hands-on with our content production process as I was in terms of the blog, so I have to double check. But um, how, just for your trailer, for a short film, how long is your trailer? <laughs> so... W- to preface this, uh, we don't edit okay. our own films. A lot of directors do. Um, and in our, you know, agreement with our editor, Will Mayo, who who edited Dollar Generals, we put a trailer as part right. of his fee. Um, I have to check, but I think our trailer okay. is a minute long. And I, I would maybe make yeah. it a little shorter for a 10-minute sure. film. Because if, if like, okay, if um, you took 10% of every movie. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a long trailer. Yeah. And made it a trailer. <laughs> 
but like yeah. a 30 minute trailer which mm-hmm. those do exist i've seen 15 oh, wow. minute trailers before but um for like mm-hmm. longer movies but they're more like sneak sure. peeks at that point uh but i think we were just really in love with the film and we were fine with it being a minute and um but this time our new editor joe nicolosi we were like he was like i've never edited he's edited so many short films he's like i've never done a trailer and we're like i know and so i think we're literally gonna do like 10 to 15 oh you're gonna cut it down from a minute (laughs) like Mm. yeah like just as short as possible because i just felt like a minute was really long and uh I don't want anyone to be like, well, I watched the trailer, so yeah. I don't have to watch the. I did a teaser trailer film. for Son of Black. I don't know who that I would cut be. It, myself but... it, was, it was like 15 seconds or something. Um, but I didn't really market it at all. I like I posted it to Instagram and I was like, coming soon. Here's my teaser. You know, I'm not famous on Instagram or anything. I have like 700 followers or something like that. So like my friends liked it, but I didn't promote it at all. So I think it's really important to like realize that too. Like a lot of filmmakers are good at creating their films and assets and then they just kind of they don't realize the marketing part of it so um that seems like a really good idea cutting it down to like a short length and then promoting it on film freeway but i guess why if you've had this positive response with the minute long trailer on film freeway why even cut it down just to have another thing to post uh more just for me just feeling like a minute for a 10 minute long short film is like a little much but i another benefit Okay, so Brendan and I, Brendan mm-hmm. loves Twitter. I, I like Twitter. Um, and anytime our tweets would go viral, we would put, I'm not saying like we go viral all the time, but like the few times cool. we've been viral, um, we would put the like, you know, in the mm-hmm. wow, this blew up after you get like, you know, over 500 faves, you put like the tweet right under, we yeah. would link to the trailer. And through that, we got like, I got good you know followers like fellow directors and writers which like that doesn't mean anything but it's all like networking and when we went to go ask twitter i asked twitter for everything for this past film when we went to go ask twitter for help hey we need three guys to help us build an ikea shelf you just tweet that out like we need help building a shelf I got oh location. That's so funny. I got, yeah, like we got volunteers for our film, and I, you know, I don't. I'm not yeah. about free labor, but if people are like, I would. So people would see the trailer and they would DM me, "When's your next short film?" That's I awesome. just want to help. That's I just so want to cool. be part of this, including like this 18 year old boy. And I was like, you know, like, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're very young, and like we want you to be able to help, but like, do you know that like a film day is mm. like a 14 hour day? like it's not a joke and his parents oh dropped God. him off it was just so like really cute we yeah we he, adrian he was That's so awesome. helpful but he also we had to tell our first ad like hey be nice to him <laughs> he just graduated high yeah, school well, <laughs> no yelling mm, at him <laughs> like <laughs> that's so funny yeah. um yeah i need to be more active on twitter <laughs> because like and i should know this too because i started the film fund on twitter really um we didn't do submissions through twitter or anything like that but a big we no film school used to post us um on their like you know upcoming grants and contests page every like season um i haven't seen that as much anymore but that's how we got a lot of traffic in the the beginning days of it and i literally looked at their masthead on their website like the page where they list all their authors and a lot of them have their twitter handles and i just dm'd them i was like hey i'm starting this new kind of film funding contest like want to check it out one of them replied and they posted it and they're like oh that's awesome send me an email so twitter is like such an awesome resource um so i would definitely recommend uh using it you know for, for- marketing or if you need shelves built i guess <laughs> shell and i mean you can i mean we've both short films we use for picture okay. cars like i'm a car person cool. i love cars and just reaching out and being like and i think car characters mm. should have the right car one that like suits or clo- the as close to like as we can get for like kind of yeah mm-hmm. for like no money you know like as close as we could get so like both on instagram and twitter i would post like hey do you have a red car and just see what people mm-hmm. would offer me and someone a friend of a friend was like i have a red car but it's dented <laughs> and i was like yes that's awesome i want your dented car that's correct uh, it's a 2012, like whatever. Mm. Like I was like, yeah, that's the right car. Um, same for like, I do find that people like 
to show off their car. And we, you know, gave them like lunch and like a mm. small stipend and gas to come to our set. But like, I find that like any weird ask or like anything, even with writing, like you could be like, you know, hey, does anyone know anything about like this subculture or this language? Or can someone translate something for me? Like Twitter is so helpful because mm -hmm. people yeah. want to help. Yeah, it's all community based you know? at the end of the day. And that's really what filmmaking is. It's a yeah. community kind of collaborative art yeah. form. Yeah, for sure. It takes a village. Mm -hmm. it truly takes and, a village. Um, <laughs> so you said you went to NYU for your undergrad and you majored in acting. Did you any um, like film yeah. classes there? Did they yes. have like writing as part of the program? I, I well, uh, so I was in acting oh, for okay. directors. So I would go act for okay. the grad school. Uh, yeah, I know they always say as a director, you should uh, really take acting classes so, so you know how to communicate with your talent effectively. Yeah, and like I was an actor where these grad students who had you know, were, you know, they were very fortunate to go to NYU. They were spending a lot of money and they, a lot of them had not had the background and this is not to judge them in any way, but like they, maybe they mar majored in marketing mm -hmm. or business somewhere. And now they're like in the arts world. Like that was really fascinating for me to be like, cause mm -hmm. I was in theater and, you know, all day long I was spending like doing vocal training, like rolling on the floor, going to the Met, like sketching like mm -hmm. my whole world was art and then to move into the grad school to be their their actor and be like they just right. you know found this art in mm -hmm. themselves was like really fun um but then yeah i stuck i um uh, my program uh within the theater department was uh playwrights horizons and i studied something called cow which is creating original works which is kind of like okay. performance art meets cool. theater so it's like making your own ideally like the perfect thing that you could come out of that that's what i was gonna would say be like yeah, a one-man one -man show. show yeah or like a play mm -hmm. that's like based on your life and like i think like they they would hope that you eventually make something like all that jazz by bob fossey like mm -hmm. that's what they want you to like <laughs> make essentially so i learned to like write for myself and then i was like do i want to do stand-up because i knew i mm -hmm. wanted to come back to comedy and I was like, do I want to do stand up or do I want to do sketch and or improv? And I knew I wanted to write. And I, uh, through that, I wrote a play called uh, The First Ladies Projects with a couple of friends that we co-wrote it. Um, and it was like a play that was in like the downtown theater scene. It was like a sketch comedy show about all the oh, different cool. first ladies. <laughs> like President's Wives? Like I know. Those, and then we, then I... Okay. Yes, yes, like like Lou Hoover and Grace Coolidge oh, so and like Eleanor Roosevelt, yeah. like all of them. <laughs> Thank you. I really am proud of this to this day. I I think it was good, but that showed me mm. the limitations of theater. We had played at like New York Theater Workshop. We had played at like festivals, and then I was like, "But how do you get to Broadway? Mm. Like how?" And they were like, "Well, you would need to keep putting the play up." And I was like, yeah. I can't afford to keep putting the play up. <laughs> like, our costumes are rented oh, wow. from the Met Opera House. Like, how, like, and also we had kind of gotten mm -hmm. the limit of, like, our grants. Like, we had gotten enough grants and, like, I, you know, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So, sketch comedy was, like, mm -hmm. a cheaper alternative. And that's when you went to that. UCB. So, became a sketch writer. I was on okay. I was on a sketch team. I didn't really have to take that many classes mm. because back then you didn't have to. Um, got on a sketch team and then through that started doing TV writing and film writing. And then um, through UCB also directed mm -hmm. a bunch of like comedy short film, like sketch videos, like a la cool. Lonely Island. Mm -hmm. So do you, know? you um, do <laughs> filmmaking full time now? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I, I, I would say okay. I do writing full time. So yeah, I just finished an interactive oh, cool. project with Google. Um, very cool. So I'm really trying to get mm. more in the games writing world. Um, I do think that's the future. I love movies, but I want to broaden my skill set to not just be mm -hmm. scripts. I want to be writing all types of things. Um, because for me, the medium mm -hmm. doesn't really matter. You know, at the end of the day, storytelling is what I want to do, whether that's mm -hmm. directing or writing. Uh, and any way I can get that done and get a story to people that affects their 
lives or, you know, or makes them laugh or makes them forget their shitty boss. Like whatever that is, like, I don't care if it's a TV or a phone or a PlayStation. Like I don't care. I just want to be part of that storytelling. I love, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge gamer and I, I mean, I was when I was a kid, but I like the story-based games a lot like uncharted i haven't seen the new movie ironically but like the uncharted series it was just i haven't seen it either like the for that like that game it was just so um engaging like i cared about the characters i cared about the plot like nathan drake and sully and just it was just like a really awesome world and i was like this is so cool and like as i got older and became an adult like i bought a playstation 4 just so I could get Uncharted 4. Just like I didn't play video games anymore, really. Um, but I was like, I, I need to like yeah. experience Uncharted 4 just because it, it, like, I was I grew up with it and it was such a, an engaging story. So I totally agree with you that storytelling can transcend medium. Oh, yeah. And it, when you've got a game that's between 60 and 120 hours. That's like the sweet the spot. Oh, you're saying, yeah, there's so much they potential keep... for story. Well, yeah. I'm just saying like... There's, yeah, like, I mean, Red Dead Redemption, you're going to be spending Mm -hmm. 60 hours minimum with Arthur Morgan and more if you want to keep playing. And, like, that's Mm -hmm. really challenging writing, but it's also really affects you. Like, you start to think about, like, the themes, like, in your daily life, and I feel like that's really cool. Or, like, I just finished Ghost of Tsushima, which I recommend. They're making a movie out of it. It's oh, nice. a samurai video game. You're a samurai in like AD 800. Uh, and it's just like the themes of like, what is honor? What is family? What Like these bigger themes. And you're like, well, I've spent, you know, a hundred hours thinking about this. And I like yeah. really get the story in the That's world. So cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting talking about like diff- when you say interactive, it's almost like I had a, I had a, f- well, he's actually a film fund judge, uh, or was a film fund judge, Avi Seton. He was working at Google doing a lot of their interactive-type storytelling projects. Um, and it's just so interesting. It's like the choose-your-own-adventure kind of narratives. Like, I'm, I'm thinking back to <laughs> – this is becoming a video game episode, but Grand Theft Auto Four, I think, was one of the first games where you could choose, yeah. like, different missions to do based on whether you wanted to do, like, the moral option or, like, be the bad guy. And I know Red Dead does that a lot, too. So I guess yeah. you have to – Red exactly. Like yeah. You're so a bad you have, cowboy you or a good cowboy. Yeah. Uh, Storylines, I guess, and different scripts for, you know, based on the car- the player's actions, and like that's that's so much writing too, and it's so cool. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's choice based. Okay, choice based is what they say. So yeah, I, I yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, but also, like, that doesn't take away like the joy of mm. making like a 10 minute short film and being do like, you find the writing process is similar or different um for a short film or even like a feature like you're hammering home the mm-hmm. theme that you want to hammer home and there's no choice right like the audience needs to get to leave the theater going like mm-hmm. i got what they were trying to say and even if they disagree with your theme or they disagree with the character's main motives or actions, they have, they have, mm-hmm. you've communicated the narrative and you have to be completely clear about that. I think we did, we did 17 drafts oh, wow. of our most recent short film. That's a lot. <laughs> and that's not including, <laughs> I know, that's not including the, like any drafts we made for like, mm-hmm. we switched a location or something like, or like logistical you know, stuff like, oh, cut this. We're going to cut this scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's cut this line. Um, yeah, we did 17 drafts. Okay. It's nine pages. And this is this is not Dollar <laughs> Generals. This is another so, short? No, this is a short we just okay. wrapped called Only Worn Once. And it's about, it's very, it's pretty simple. It's not like a big mm-hmm. action heist comedy like Dollar Generals. It's just like a woman goes to sell her wedding dress to a, another person who bought the dress on Poshmark. She goes to like deliver it. Um, but the woman she's selling it to is 18 and marrying oh, wow. like a 65 year old guy. Okay. <laughs> and it's comedy. And, uh, then in the end, um, the dress actually gets ruined and then a drag queen ends up buying the dress and, and using it and oh, repurposing okay. it into like a new garment. So what would you That's say? Sorry. I was going to say, what would you say the theme is in that film? 
so like you don't get to choose like the outcome right. talking about outcome right you don't get to choose the outcome of where like your things go and you like legacy is not like a choice you know i think you you leave earth and the things you leave behind or the legacy you leave behind or how you make people feel is mm -hmm. uh not up to you perception is other people's um goal like so this was kind of also inspired by like in the pandemic i had a oh, couple of relatives pass away and then i got their that's all right thank you um but i got their belongings and kind of like given down to me and it's like I, it's, it's like it's tricky right like mm -hmm. it's not them and it's but it was special to them right but is it special to me and should i hang on to this like because memory like exactly, the memory yeah. of the person is what matters and so you wind up with a lot of hand-me-downs of people of generations of like these you know what heirlooms and do, do they mean as much to you as they mean they mm -hmm. meant to the people that have passed on and like what is yeah. the role of That's things super interesting. It's, yeah it's no it's, of, it's interesting it's kind of though, because thing. you're getting into really what's <laughs> tangible and what's associated with tangible things and just uh you know even like materialism to a degree um you know material things versus the memory of things and experiences yeah. that's super interesting was that experience of receiving these objects was that a direct influence for this short that was and i also sold my wedding dress oh, in wow. 2020 oh okay the pandemic to the 18 year old. <laughs> um okay so i got married when i was 31 and I felt that, you know, I felt that my marriage was the product of a long-term relationship, two adults, very planned out. <laughs> and then I put my wedding dress up on a website because my wedding dress was okay. enormous and I just didn't want it in my house. And the wedding was done and the feelings, the good feelings of the wedding will always be in my heart mm -hmm. and mind and, and photographs. I do not need this wedding dress. So I put it on this website okay. called stillwhite.com. <laughs> Cool. which is just for selling wedding dresses. And um, I put it for a super low price because yeah. I was like, let me get this out of here. And this girl reached out to me and was like, can you do in like an even deeper discount? Wow. And I was like, sure, just do that. <laughs> but you have to pay for shipping. And so she, because I, I mean, I was like, literally, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to even, unless you live mm -hmm. in LA, I don't know how I'm going to get this to you. So she pays for shipping and she gives me her address and oh, her wow. address is a college dorm address. And then I looked at her like Facebook and stuff. Cause I was like curious and she, it is, was a freshman dorm and you know, it seemed huh. like she was getting married to her boyfriend Interesting. Uh, who is also a freshman in college. And I was like, well, you know, feminism is just, you know, I accept without judgment that that is your choice and that's what you're going to do in my old <laughs> yeah, wedding dress different. Uh, <laughs> but like but like on the other side like the older woman in me is like i hope you're yeah. not making a mistake or i hope you're not pushed into this marriage or i hope you're not doing this right. because of familial pressure mm -hmm. and i don't know anything about this person and that's like I don't yeah. know. That's kind of, yeah, what inspired it. I mean, it's very direct, right. but she wasn't married someone like 65. She was marrying like someone her age and she did send me a very lovely thank you note. Um, but the, I don't know if she ever got married oh, wow. because the wedding was in 2020. I haven't really followed up and yeah, right, right. right. You know, I've kind of released it. So huh. I, I guess and I could you, go back um, and look, will but you yeah, be submitting this film to maybe festivals? I don't want to know. <laughs> yes. Um, that the we're wrapping up post in September. We'll submit to the festivals beginning in January and on. And you know, I'm I'm excited about about it. It's okay. it's a different tone. It's more comedy. So talk about submitting, right? Um, Dollar Generals was an action comedy heist. I felt that we had trouble. Mm -hmm. Festival programmers had trouble placing it because of the Western action like part of it. So it was comedy, but they were like, well, it's not, you know, as like comedy straight as some mm. of our other stuff. So I think they had trouble programming it. And then, so this one is just like, it's going okay. into comedy. Like we're going to submit to comedy film festivals. We're going to submit as a comedy. Um, so that was like something we learned 
and it's a little shorter. Mm-hmm. Cool. Not so much shorter, but aside it's from yeah. posting the uh, trailer on Film Freeway and getting all these awesome festivals reaching out to you, what are some strategies you have in terms of um, yes, submitting to festivals and like choosing which festivals to submit to? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, definitely do your research. Um, I think in the post-pandemic world, there are a lot of festivals that are online still. And like, if you're okay with doing online festivals only, or like festivals that don't even have a, you know, a, like a in-person component where you could network or you could attend, or I would just say like, decide if you want that. Um, because, you know, now like lots mm-hmm. of festivals are in person. So decide if you want that. Definitely research to see like, um, I definitely don't think it matters how long a film okay. festival has been around. Like there are new festivals. Kevin Smith has really? a brand I new film Kevin festival Smith. this year. And so if you how only do I not know sorted, about that one? <laughs> yeah, it's called, I just found out about it yesterday. Small, something, okay. it's in New Jersey. But if you only sort by, how long has the film festival been around and sort by longest? And you're like, mm-hmm. well, I only, yes, you would miss out on that one. So not that. I, I think make a strategy, decide how much money you want to spend on festivals. Um, yeah. And I would say um, go like put, yeah, put the waiver codes up there. Like put your mm-hmm. thing up so you can get waiver codes. Sorry. Um, you know, something that's, in consideration is if your actors have a connection to mm-hmm. the region that could help, like if they're from someplace um, that would maybe mm-hmm. support them as like a local actor, that could help. And then also like, you know, maybe this is a little further along, but something I definitely am going to do this time that I did do last time is to tell my representation that I am submitting to these 10 festivals and if they have any mm-hmm. feedback on ones we should or should not submit to or other ones that they might have relationships with same with the actors like they can reach out to their managers or agents and be like hey like this is what mm-hmm. i'm submitting to do you have relationships at any festivals or do you have any suggestions yeah. of festivals that would be good for me that i've missed because yeah, they're just so many they're just too many festivals there's so many that you miss out on. I did, on. and like, I was actually did just you look about up to what say, the Kevin Smith I missed one the first is? part of what you said, and I feel like an idiot because I was reading about the Smod Castle Film Festival on Film Freeway. Yeah. Um, so Smod what was the, Castle. You're, you're presenting. Yeah. Um, it just launched. Who? You said your rap presentation? Oh, representation. Yeah, yeah your representation. I heard rap and then have your actors. My, like you were rapping. Or yeah, something. like you're. <laughs> no. No. No, like your like managers, agents, if you have like anyone in mm. the industry who looks out for you, mentors, like being like, these are the f- festivals I think I'm going to submit to. Which ones do you th- like think, mm-hmm. are there any that you think I sh- shouldn't waste my time with? Yeah. Are there any you think we missed? You know, last year, um, we we didn't end up submitting to this one because we... Uh, like the schedule wasn't good for us anyway we had already mm-hmm. gotten into something that would be the same weekend and we were going to go to that one but uh there was like our reps had got, had a good relationship at fantastic fest and they had been judges in the okay in the screenplay con- competition i guess and they were like we could send an email for you if you wanted to now i don't think our film at all felt mm-hmm. f- fit fantastic fest so i don't think that's yeah. why we did and the timing was really bad but like see if people have relationships i think also reaching out to other filmmakers and being like have you ever had experiences with these like and i'm not trying to trash film festivals but they're the ones that like yeah don't even let you know that you got you didn't mm-hmm. get in and that sucks like i don't feel like you no, should give those people like, definitely money. like i get a lot of emails from um, <laughs> like monthly it's like we're a monthly film festival um and, you know, it's just like, sometimes they just look like money grabs or something like yeah. that. Um, sorry, I just had, we're all over the place here at the Film Film Podcast. Apparently, <laughs> we have another guest. We're double booked. I got to just text him real quick. I'll, I'll do it. No, it's not your fault. It's, it's our bad. Um, just give me one second. We'll edit this little part out. So we, uh, we seem a little bit more put together. 
bear with me here one second. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. But yeah, definitely do your research um, on festivals and make sure they're legit and worth your time. Uh, one thing you mentioned was presenting to yeah. your, your representation and asking them suggestions. I think that's a great um, tip. But a lot of people in the film fund community, they may not have representation or they, they might. Um, yeah. But I mean, just thinking, about, I mean, I don't have representation, but like what, do you have any tips on how to get that? Like when... When does that sort of happen? How do you explore, you know, finding a manager or an agent? Yeah. Um, gosh. So, you know, for a long time as a writer, I didn't have any representation and I literally didn't know mm -hmm. how I could get that. And I felt like it was like, um, I didn't understand why, like, and I'll say this, like, to this day, most of the jobs mm -hmm. I've gotten myself in this industry have been me. Just, just keep that in mind that like, I pretty much everyone, every writer will tell you this, like, and, um, like contract directing jobs, like it's been me, it's been my relationships and been my connections. So, but my manager did help me with some stuff with this short film. He helped me reach out to a DP. He helped me, um, he helped we we have a deadline oh, cool. article about our short film he helped us get into deadline mm -hmm. but by sending one email you know like he it was great but in terms of how to get representation it's really hard like i would say like a manager mm -hmm. or an agent which i just have a manager a manager and an agent is like any other networking thing in the industry like you just need mm -hmm. to know as many people as possible um and that's how I got my first manager mm -hmm. was through like connections of people being like this person. Right. Were you actually looking, looking for a manager like, or is it something that kind list. of found you? So that's one way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was always, I was like, why don't I have a manager? Also, why have I not been nominated for an Academy <laughs> Award? Like that's the, I mean, the attitude I go out into the right. industry with like more, I want more. I always want more. And why hasn't it mm -hmm. happened for me? That's like my constant attitude. <laughs> um, not grateful. No, I'm just kidding. But like a little bit. Uh, and then for this time. So uh, I, my manager and I parted ways, uh, okay. the first manager and I parted ways in November of last year. Just, we just really saw different ways for my career. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I decided to part ways with him. And then in January, I hit the fucking payment pavement. Oh, wow. I sent a hundred query letters to, yeah, I got, mm -hmm. I have an IMDB pro account. Anyone can have that pay for that. Sometimes it's included with your Amazon, mm -hmm. depending on your Amazon subscription. It's not what is it, you know? mine. I mean, we could just kind of expensive. It, but... get that. A month or a year? I think it's like oh, okay. 150 bucks uh, a year, a year, <laughs> or, you know, if you have a friend with a password and, um, you know, I just sent query letters. I sent, you know, I made a query mm -hmm. letter. I sat down and wrote a standard query letter that said, you know, here's who I am. Here's my accomplishments. Here's why I'm looking for, you know, representation. I, I had a manager, but it didn't work out, left him. Uh, and you know, here's what I'm trying to do with my career attached our two samples. Um, let me know. And, you know, I got like, it was almost a hundred, maybe it's a little less like 30 people That's were awesome. like, I am going to read your script. I'm so excited of those 30. Yeah. But how to many of them read it? Yeah. Had time to read it. Um, not, yeah, not sure. Mm. Uh, oh, also put my short film in there. And I put that in there and yeah. more people Dollar responded Generals. to that because reading is really hard for some people to get, mm. get done. Yeah. I put Dollar Generals yeah. in there and to get it done in a week, reading is hard. They have uh, piles and piles of scripts that aren't just mm -hmm. queries. They have their own client's work that is often more pressing mm -hmm. because maybe there's a deal attached to it. So they have to get the right, the reading done Yeah, and not a job I would want. I hate reading. So just like know that like anything you can put in there and my current manager kind of, I sent him one thing. He kind of pursued me from that. He was like, send me more. 
let's meet up, think about it. Here's what I would do for your career and told me the, the mm-hmm. steps that he was going to take. I think that's really valuable. Um, yeah, I think that that's, I mean, I really think that there's no better way to get someone who is interested in you than mm-hmm. sending query letters out and seeing who writes back. Anyone who was like, I'm going to read yeah. your script and then didn't, I did not pursue. It's like dating. It's like, exactly. why yeah. do I want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with me? Like, just let the people come to you. And that's a, actually a good advice for film. Any crew who doesn't want to be on your film, this is a short film. It's not right. going to pay a thousand, like a million dollars. You know, it's not going to, um, it may not get into festivals. So if you, if anyone on the crew feels mm-hmm. that they, this is a waste yeah. of their time, they don't want to. Yeah. There, I always try to, for sure. Then like, don't. You can't pay. <laughs> you know, like you, know, you want people who want day rates um, in, in Philly. It's usually those rates are for corporate jobs. So no. like a lot of it's, it's hard to get people for short films. Cause like, they're not going to pass up, you know, a, a seven or $800 day for like something that pays way less than that. You know, they're going to take the pharmaceutical commercial. Um, but like the people who do take it, like they're not taking it for the money. They're taking it because they're interested in the project and they want to work with you. So um, I tend to use when I can uh, the same crew for projects because yeah. I just know they care and they're, they believe in me and my project and they just want to be there for the story. So that's a super important part of, of that's getting right. a crew, I think. Cast too. And back to Twitter, like even down to like, do you have a red car? If someone reaches out to me and says, I have a red car, I will let you use. That's way yeah. better than me going on Craigslist and trying to find someone with a red car and messaging them and being like, we like, cause they're already exactly. coming from a, a power position of like, they could just say no. And like, why would they care about you a stranger? Whereas if there's a connection. Um, so yeah, like, but mm-hmm. yeah, so agents and managers, I just have a manager, not an agent, but like that, that, um, people who are interested in working with you, who your work sparks, um, or your bio or the videos you send. I also sent sketch videos to like down the line mm-hmm. that really my current manager really loves and like anything like that they can use to be like, this person is on the right mm-hmm. track of what I think I can help them get work. Um, yeah, but he, you know, that's the only advice I can give and just being out and about and meeting people. And I think, you know, continuing mm-hmm. to do the work is the most yeah. important thing as much as that sucks just to hear, but like, you just have to keep writing and keep making your own work and keep performing and keep <laughs> putting up a weird show in the park and putting up a weird thing on like online and a TikTok that like you just came up with because that's why you got into it. Like at the end of the day, like it is not fun to write, you know, checks mm-hmm. for like things you don't want to write checks for <laughs> or like do the business aspect right. or fill out film LA permit information or have a call with mm-hmm. the LAPD no. about your film permit. Like that is not fun, but like the fun is like making the thing and getting the crew together and seeing the final product. And like with more, you know, like responsibility that could come with a manager mm-hmm. or an agent, there's less fun things and like preserving all the fun and continuing to make your own work in a pure way is going to make you happier. I, I just think it's yeah. going to make you happier. Yeah, that's why we all do it, right? Live but the art life. To, that's what I say. You have to be willing to put up with the bureaucratic <laughs> stuff too, to, to be able to get to the, to live the art yes. life. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't want to be... The fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. I did not make that oh, up. That's I, a David that's Lynch. A the right? art life is the, well? a David Lynch. Yeah. Yeah, he he like lives the art. Mm-hmm. Like everything in his yeah. life is like a sacrifice yeah, for his right. art, which is extreme. Um, but you said something interesting that I want to get back to. Yeah. Uh, so you're a professional writer. You have a manager, and you said you don't enjoy reading, <laughs> right? You said you hate reading. That's so interesting. No, no. scripts specifically, or I don't like reading. reading. In I don't like reading scripts. Scripts, okay. Because a lot of people like people scripts will ask specifically. You know, if they want to be a professional screenwriter, a lot of advice people will give is like, oh, you need to be, you need to read scripts. I don't like reading scripts either. Um, but do you think it's important? Yes, you do. You just don't like it. Yes, I do. But I don't think it's as, as, yeah, I don't like it. I try to download like, like when the, 
when the network pilots come out, I'll have my manager mm-hmm. send me like a few that I'm at least interested in. Mm-hmm. Not to potentially work on, but yeah, that's like a sub thing. But also to just know like right. what do these studios think is funny? What what do they think is funny? Because mm-hmm. like that's what, who's buying. Like yeah. if that's like I mean it's like market research, honestly. And then you read the scripts and you're like, do I think this is funny? How would I have done this differently? Mm-hmm. Why is this a pilot? Why did they make this? Like, so that's the thing. I also will always read friends, like mm-hmm. close friends' work. Like, of course, like I want to know what they're up to. But like, I just really okay. struggle. I struggle with giving people notes. That's the other thing. Like, because. What I think is like not necessarily the rule of the law, mm-hmm. and like I don't want to send yeah, someone totally. um, do down you, the wrong. Path. Now, do you write prose <laughs> as well, or just uh, screen screenplay format for the most part? So my day job, like five years ago, was I did a lot of um, like essay, blog posts for like bustle. VH1, Refinery29, like Women's Magazine, you name it, I wrote for it. L, and this was, again, all freelancing, all me sending in pitches. Like I would just find an editor, send the pitches, and they ended up paying like pretty good. And that was my day job. I wrote for for a year, I wrote a blog post a day for MaryJane.com, which is a weed website. Um, I barely smoke weed. Like I love weed culture, but like... I don't even know, like, I would have to research, like, what the difference is between strains and all that kind of stuff. This or that type of, you know, type of bong. Yeah, like, yeah, like all this stuff that I didn't even use. Yeah. But this was me pitching um, myself as like a writer and being like, because I just, I have a really low, as mm-hmm. my husband says, a really low bull- bullshit tolerance for day jobs. Like, I try, I've yeah, had a lot of day jobs, a day but job I really, I really flunk out <laughs> of them sometimes. Like, I just, I don't get fired, but yeah, it's just hard. It's like, if I can just make mm-hmm. the day job as close to what I want to do as possible, like it, it's more tolerable for me than like trying to be like, by yeah. day, I'm a this yeah, and by night, I'm either. a writer. Always, like that's a little I had two day jobs. Um, one, I was working at an agency right out of school. They, it was supposed to be a video, like a producer job, but it ended up being more digital producing, so like digital marketing, basically. And I was in a cubicle, and I just I cannot work in a cubicle, so that didn't work out. I didn't get fired; I quit after like a year and a half. And then I was managing a studio, and I just got too busy with the film fund because I was doing the film fund with both jobs. And I'm like, I want to be doing film and doing the film fund, and working a day job and trying to do my own film career is too much. So I think it's important to prioritize like what you actually want to be doing with your life and like try to do that as your day job and make it as close as possible to what you're working on. Yeah. I mean, it's the intersection of like, how hard is the job like labor Mm -hmm. intensive on your body or mentally? Then it's how bad is the boss? Like how Mm -hmm. much are they going to make your life difficult when it's like, oh, I have a meeting. Oh, I have to take this call. Oh, um, I have to quickly run down to the film mm-hmm. permit office. Like, how tough are they going to make it on you? Yeah. Then it's like, how many hours a week? And then the the pay. And that, that yeah. finding the intersection of all those is like a math problem. Like, I think it's really difficult. And like, the best jobs I had were like UCB, where I was a bartender. Love that. Got to watch comedy. Got to get paid in cash. Got... I mean, I was kind of like my own mm-hmm. boss, like me and the other bartender. We didn't have like a manager at the time. Temping where I could, temping in New York, where I could mm-hmm. lock myself in a conference room and write a script, basically. Yeah. Like I could as long as you were there, just like, have like a little computer <laughs> time to myself during the day. Right. I was going to respond to the message. Mm-hmm. I was going to book the conference room. Like, it's not rocket science. Like, I will book you your meetings if, right. like, I could just slip away for 10 mm-hmm. minutes to, like, work on something quickly, finish a sketch. Mm-hmm. Those two day jobs were, like, the peak, peak day jobs for me. Now, in the work from home world, yeah. I would say, if you're looking for a day job, just mm-hmm. straight up work from home. Yeah, like, totally. you got to have and, a work uh, from you home You know, where even if you, like, get yeah. work from home can even mean, like, you don't have to work in your home, you can go to a co-working space. Like I work, aside from recording this podcast, I work at WeWork just because I don't like being cooped up in my house. 
um, and I like need that separation. But like remote jobs are so prevalent now, and people are so yeah. companies are so much more open to them, and it gives you so much more flexibility. Like work on your script between calls, you know, like yes, do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> I mean. I have friends that where it, it's like more open now where it's like mm. they're shooting a movie wow. in Vermont and their boss knows mm. and like That's awesome. they live in Vermont, but they're able to do this other job and it's not like taking vacation days. And my whole philosophy is, you know as long what I mean? You get they're able done, to live in like, a different state. As a boss, I don't I, care what I've you're not doing done that. as long as you get your deliverables done and like we can have an open communication. That's, that's fine. Um, you know, like yeah. one of my jobs I had to like, time track and like report on every little admin thing I was doing. And I was just like, why? Like I'm getting, I'm getting things done. Um, so as long as you get your work done in life, that's the, <laughs> the biggest thing I think pe- you need to figure out. Um, yeah. And you need to figure out how honest you want to be in the job interview. Like, do you want to say like, I'm an aspiring insert thing. Um, but I want to also work for your company because of insert real reason. Or do you want to say, I've never mm-hmm. thought about art in my life and I just want to work here. Like, do you want to like have mm-hmm. like, you know, hide it? Cause I've done that too. And then it's been like, you know, I had a day job where I printed out a sketch for UCB and it, it was in the printer and someone saw oh, it no. and <laughs> it had curse words in it. And it was very embarrassing for me. Uh, yeah, I was fine. I wasn't fired, but I did have to have a meeting with HR and it was like humiliating. It's like, yes. Okay. Yes. I'm at, I work, I do do sketch comedy at night. Sometimes it's inappropriate. I'm sorry. And like, it was so humiliating and it made me regret, Mm -hmm. like, not just being like honest, like Mm -hmm. some bosses do like you to have hobbies and, and outside life and some don't yeah. this was an office that really wanted you to basically chain yourself to the desk and never have a personality um and mm-hmm. i regretted not being honest with that in yeah. the job interview because maybe if i had been honest i wouldn't have gotten the job <laughs> like so but you have to decide what you know what's politically the best thing for you to do for your you know income mm-hmm. what you want to yeah, say sure. but Definitely figure it out strategy. at the beginning um i had to do that too with the film <laughs> yeah. farms like how like i there was yeah. one job offer I got. It was um, it was a sales job, so I didn't really want to do it anyway. But it was for this company that worked largely in branded content, and I was kind of you know hedging on whether I wanted to be upfront about my plans for launching FF Branded, which is the agency side of the film funder sister company. Um, and they gave, and I wasn't a hundred percent like I didn't go in telling them that. Um, and I got the contract and it was just like, there were all these non-competes and things like that. And I was like, well, I have, I do have plans to go into branded content myself one day. And that was a total deal breaker like for that. So I'm glad I didn't do it. So like, you do have to decide like what you want to disclose and what you don't, it can get very muddy. Um, especially in our industry, I think, because like everyone's trying to do a side hustle and get their project off the ground. Um, which is good and bad, you know, some, maybe some employers are more understandable about it in our industry than other ones. Like I have friends in investment banking and things like that. And like, you have no life (laughs) outside of that office. Right. Like, even if you wanted to be like, my hobby is own that power. No, (laughs) like, you know, but then, yeah, (laughs) yeah, we, yeah, you can never, how much parasailing do you need to do a week or, you know, so yeah, but then there's bosses that might be like, you know, mm-hmm. really, you're making a film. Can I help you make the film? Can you put us in the special things? Can we, like, I know friends who've worked at restaurants oh, wow. That's where so cool. their restaurant did the crafty, did the catering. Yeah. So, right. But, like, that works out. Like, I had a friend who worked at a pretty high-end restaurant. Um, I will say her short, uh, like, spoke to a lot of stuff that the – um, owner worked. It was about her short was about addiction. Mm-hmm. And I know that the owner and her had bonded over that as well, like um, at work. And then she casually asked if they would provide or contribute. Mm-hmm. I think she thought she was wow. just asking about like snacks oh and they ended up catering her whole, awesome. her whole three day shoot for free. And it was a high end restaurant. Yeah. So like maybe it does work out where you, you know, mm-hmm. if you have a comfortable relationship with your boss, maybe they want to write you a check. Maybe they want to be in the special things. Maybe their son 
wants mm-hmm. to come and be a PA and in exchange, you can have two days off of work. Like filmmaking is interesting and film producing is interesting in that like there is like a, a barter system and I'm not telling anyone to like go up to your boss and be like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, can I get three days yeah. off in exchange for a kid being a PA? I'm not like saying that you can do that, but like, maybe if you find out like that your boss has always been interested in filmmaking, you could say, mm-hmm. can I get a day off in exchange? You can come to set and watch like mm-hmm. that's people really value being invited to set too. Like if it's not too much of a lift or it's not tough on like COVID stuff, like, yeah, like, you know, whatever, there is like a weird barter yeah. system. I'm sure Thomas, you know, I like to say I'm the king of getting like, things for free for films. Somehow yeah. I got a boat also a good like, locations. I was, I mean, it was my aunt and uncle, but I convinced them to let me dig a hole in their backyard, <laughs> like a big, like, like six foot deep, like grave. Yeah. Basically a great, literally a grave. Um, so it's like a grave, like, you gotta, you gotta get what you get. Sometimes you gotta, you know, pull the favors you have. Yeah. Or, hey, like, um, I will come on your set and do insert skill in exchange for you coming on my set and doing insert skill. And, like, that's something. Or, um, okay, a big way that we were able to get, you know, have PAs take a haircut on our short film is we um, offered script we would read talk about reading we'll read their script and give them advice and we did coffee we did coffees with them and be like career consulting coffees so we were like um hey like you know a month after we wrap you can contact Mm. us they have to contact us because like it's just too much work to organize you contact us we'll set up a day for a coffee and i will read anything or watch anything you want me to look at and give you my feedback and also tell you like my advice, you know, mm-hmm. again, which is not the rule, but like, here's what I did and here's what worked for me. And here's how I'm able to remain in the industry, um, which is the hardest part and um, any advice and connect you with, you know, anyone, like mm-hmm. if you want to be a costume designer, I'll connect you with a couple of costume yeah. designers and try to like help you in your career. And that went a long way. Oh, interesting. Um, we, okay. we also offered childcare. We are a childless <laughs> married couple. That was a creative um, idea. No one took <laughs> us up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, i mean i thought i was like this is how we're gonna pay okay. for everything no one skill. took us up i do know cpr i did say that i did i i yes i did have a babysitting mm. job in new york that was a high like i was like a high prof- profile nanny for like a year mm. and i i had to learn all the child cpr all the child I, i'm like <laughs> and i funny. put that yeah, out there and everyone we was are like, running out of time thanks, but i just want to ask before we wrap up and i do my little closing <laughs> spiel what is next for you in the next year or so Okay, so um, Only Worn Once, our short film starring Arthur Kelly from Euphoria and Scarlet Envy from Drag Race. We are in post-production for that. And uh, we're going to be going in the festival circuit, ideally, beginning in 2023. And then um, Dollar Generals, our short film that was we filmed last year, is going to be up online awesome. for, for free for everyone to look at in December of this year. Uh, but but b- between now and then, Hopefully a few more festivals. We're waiting on a few more to announce. But if you are in Cheyenne, Wyoming this weekend, this will be up you can in check it out on month, Friday. So I don't know when this is going <laughs> to. Yeah. Uh, I keep saying, like, if you listen to the previous episodes, Just like, oh, yeah, we release them every Friday. And I got super busy. <laughs> then I was like every other Friday. And then the most recent episodes say once a month. But we're going back to every other Friday uh, just to keep that like marketing presence. If you want do you to. want me to redo that? So, <laughs> do you want me to redo it so I don't say the thing? Actually, you know All what? Right, I'm going to be editing this, this and I don't feel like editing uh, it. Do you want to ask me it. But um, it's fine. But yeah, um, check it out online. Uh, what's your social okay. media so everyone can follow you? So I'm at Claire C Downs on Instagram and Twitter. Cool. Um, Twitter. Everybody, a good way thank to you for listening. Um, I'll check my DMs. Thank you, Claire, for taking the time to speak. Oh. Remember our latest contests, or if you're listening now, they're open. If you're listening later, they may be closed, but they may be open. So check out the filmfund.co for our most up-to-date information. Check out the blog for great filmmaking tips 
and producing tips, blog.thefilmfund.co. Sign up for our newsletter for the most up-to-date information. Check out our ebook, yada, yada, yada. I go through this every episode. You know the drill. Thank you, everyone, again, for listening and watching if you're checking out the video. And we're going to wrap this up with three seconds to go. <laughs> so have a good one, everybody. Thanks again. Bye.